Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, and this is a quick bite. Quick bite number 75. A uh. much more snack-sized version of the podcast, but we're just going to talk about one thing today. Hence the whole name, Quick Bite. Quick Bite. And yeah. t- today's Quick Bite is going to be about a drink location. Yes. Well, I mean, they had, you know, a little bit to eat that we can talk about, too. Okay. Well, it's still, we're only going to be, be talking about one place today. It is a flashback and you know when we do quick bites we had so many things in a certain town or around a certain race that we just couldn't fit it all in one episode so we release quick bites so that we can still let you know about places to after you accomplish explore and indulge yeah, and every episode can't be something you listen to on that half marathon run. Sometimes you just need a little something for a quick training run, and that's what today is all about. Yeah, you're doing some speed work, you're doing some drills, something like that. And today we are flashing back to our trip to Huntsville, Alabama just yes. a few weeks ago. Because who knew? Like we said, who knew that the food and drink scene was so fantastic but there in was. Huntsville? And it really is. And in your time exploring the downtown area, you stumbled on a really cool brewery called Green Bus Brewing. Yes. The first day you were in class, it was my mission to scout out places to run, eat, and drink. And Green Bus Brewing, wow, it... It looks like, I don't know, like it's out of a little colonial town out front. And inside there's brick and it's a split level and wood floors and the bar is really gorgeous. Yeah, they reclaimed an old law office and converted that into the brewery. And I believe all the brewing is upstairs. All, yeah, all the brewing takes place upstairs, and it looks like there's a little meeting area, or you could they could do that space for parties and events, I guess, mm-hmm. small things like that. And I like that on the second level when you're there, because I went upstairs to look at it a little bit. They have the front of a VW bus. <laughs> Sticking out of the wall. Sticking out of the wall, which is, I mean, it's green bus brewing. And it, it happens to be green. Yeah, and it was so cute. It was so cute. So aside from the aesthetic of the place, (laughs) the folks there at Green Bus are doing a variety of beers. Yeah, and not just beers either. No, they also had meads. Yeah, and ciders. So they had three different, no, two different ciders and three different meads. The day that we were there. Yes. Who knows what they've got now, but I'm sure it's a mixture Beer, cider, and mead. And it was all original stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I don't recall them having any um, guest, guest taps. taps. No. So they, they do a lot of brewing 
And I think that they said that they are just doing their own internal stuff and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of local distribution there in the Huntsville area. So yeah. this is not going to be stuff that you can find at your ABC or Total Wine or local sad. package store if you're not in the area. And that makes me sad because they did have some delicious offerings. They really did. And I had a flight of beer. So did I. And... Uh, do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Ooh-hoo, well, yeah. we're, we're going to share with you uh, the beers that we had from our respective flights, and then we've got uh, their one of their food offerings to bring to you today. So, yes, we well, did. We did sample their ciders and their meads, and they are tasty as well. Tasty, but they weren't part of your flight, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, the first thing I had on my flight was a tiramisu milk stout. Ooh. I did that Milk one as well. Stout. You did that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, we overlapped. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. So apparently, according to their board, their tr- their chalkboard, this comes in at a 5.5% ABV, mm-hmm. and it looks really dark. When you hold it up to the light, it's not really see-through at all. I don't recall it letting any light through at all. No. It's very dark. No, very dark. Um, it, I, it had... A lighter body, mild carbonation, and I I don't really get the dessert flavor, to be totally honest with you, that it was a great milk stout, but when I think of tiramisu, I think of coffee, espresso flavor, mm-hmm. lady fingers, and that um that that creamy um, the mascarpone, mascarpone, chocolate topped with the chocolate shavings, yeah. like you know, a la, I don't know, Olive Garden. Oh, I would. Or, I thought you would default to something like uh, um, one of our know. our local favorites here, like oh Fabio's. yes, Fabio's is the best I've ever had. It's the best I've ever had. We'll be featuring them on an upcoming episode. It's yeah. a local, a local family-owned Italian place here in Southwest mm-hmm. Florida that is to die for. Oh my God! And as we get higher in mileage, we're going to need to carb up with them. But okay. So, but anyway, I'm laughing. I'm kind of <laughs> laughing internally because I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm looking at the notes I took, and I oh, yeah. think it's almost like we cheated off each other because I didn't look at your paper. I did not <laughs> cheat over your shoulder. No, because I say it's very dark. Uh, mild natural carbonation, good notes of toasted malt and coffee, not especially, and I put tiramisu in quotes in flavor. No, like uh, dessert. So uh, what I, I don't think that they added any, any artificial flavorings to the beer after the fact, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I love a good milk stout. In fact, today's podcasting juice is a <laughs> milk stout. You're having a milk stout. That uh, is quite tasty, but I love a good milk stout. Uh, the natural sweetness that yep. you get from the lactose and the fermentation, I think, is just a, a really nice um, option. So I guess that's kind of what they were going for, was the yeah. natural coffee flavors, the, the toasted malt. It wasn't really artificial in flavor, like mm. you said. I just didn't get a whole dessert quality, and it wasn't really syrupy, syrupy or thick. No. No, and uh, very drinkable. Yeah. I thought. I would have it again. Yes. I would have it again in a flight. I would have it as would a... Would you do a whole pint? I might have it as a pint, but I really... I, I liked so many of their offerings that I don't know if that's the one I would pick if we were just there and I could only choose one to rule them all. <laughs> Fair enough. You know. Okay, so okay, that was the first one and we overlapped, so... 
What was your second one that you went with? Oh, you're not going to go. Well, I I, I kind of jumped in on on your tiramisu oh, fine, milk fine. stout. So you went, we and overlap. now I'm going to okay, yeah. whatever. Um, I can't do like maybe I can do a British accent for this. No, I'm not sure. Don't. We're not good at accents. Twickenham, Twickenham, yeah, London Porter. Ooh. Twickenham, Twi- tw- yeah. I'm going to say Twickenham just so Twickenham. that we, we can make it totally American. Twickenham, London Porter. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, I know. I can't do it right. 6.4 ABV. It mm-hmm. is also another dark one, hence Porter. Yep. And I thought it was really smooth, maybe even smoother than the, the milk stout. Oh, okay. I thought it was smoother, but not like nitro smooth. Somewhere okay. in between. Gotcha. Somewhere in between. And I thought it had dark chocolate notes, not just milk chocolatey notes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit bitter, medium carbonation, a, a dark body like the tiramisu, but I, maybe it was a little darker as I'm looking back at the picture. And I got coffee and chocolate, those dark chocolate notes. I think a good porter done right is it, it almost blurs the line with a good a good stout yeah and uh i mean you typically have a, l- a lighter mouthfeel lighter body mm-hmm. even if you have a darker color yeah um but i remember looking at that one and going oh that looks good i didn't let you try this one i don't know I didn't. oh sad for you i was taking my notes on on the tiramisu milk you were, stout I you think. were busy you were busy yeah so i liked it Again, I don't think this is my favorite of the flight. Okay. But I I really appreciated it, and I thought the dark chocolate notes were a little bit different and set it apart from the tiramisu, so they weren't repeating a whole lot of similar flavor. Flavor notes. Which yeah. was good, so there's variety, because sometimes when you have original beers in, in the same family, they, they can repeat a lot of the same flavors. But I think it's the, the dark chocolate made it a little different. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely get it again, and it it was good. Okay. It was a good London porter, sir. (laughs) Well, um, I went with something a little bit different, a a little lighter option. Mm. Um, My next one is Green Bus's Dominant Red Ale. Okay. Uh, Or Dominant Red, which is a red ale. Um, It is 6.7 ABV, so Mm -hmm. you're starting to climb a little bit there. I don't know if you'd call that super sessionable. So you might (laughs) want to sip on this or make sure that you get some of their their pub grub uh, while you're doing that. Um, Very malty, which I love. I love a good malty ale. Um, Notes of caramel. It was a beautiful, clear red color, mild carbonation. Um, I would Mm -hmm. call it a medium body and mm-hmm. in my notes I took here said very drinkable so oh, yeah. um, it didn't have a lot of bitterness at the end that you'll get with a lot of uh, like Irish reds you can you can have that yeah so this was just an excellent easy to drink beer and I think I likened it when we were there talking I likened it to the um, Kentucky ale really yeah remember um not the Kentucky bourbon barrel, but the one that they put into the bourbon barrels there. Yeah. So um, super approachable beer, 
a little higher gravity. So, you know, this, is, this is a great one with a meal, I think. And I had it too in my flight. Okay. A four. So and I would did agree. I go far afield in my notes? No, or you're, no. You're I would agree. agree with you. I said caramel, malty, medium carbonation. And when you hold it up to the light, you can kind of see the light come through a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I really loved the flavor. I loved the flavor and you're it, partial to red ales. I am. I am. It reminded me of Bury Me Brewing. Oh yeah. Bury Me is another local brewery here in Southwest Florida. Mm-hmm. They do some some fantastic they did like a scotch stuff. ale. Yeah, yeah, their scotch ale I think is a even higher ABV though. It might be, but I I think I thought this was like that. Mm-hmm. Tasted like that and I this is maybe my favorite of the whole entire flight I had. Mm-hmm. I would have a couple of these now. Okay. I really would. And I know that it's higher, six six 6.7, but... It's not the highest one that I had, but it's... Yeah, and it's, it's not the highest one that I tried, because, man, their meads... Oh, their meads are a whole different ballgame. Holy cow, <laughs> their, their meads. They have a spiced orange and an Earl Grey. The Earl Grey is 14%. woo Yeah, and that Earl Grey absolutely <laughs> gives you that... Tea that, um, flavor. The flavor of an Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. And the spiced orange was really orangey. It was really really good and mm-hmm. it was 16 yeah so those will get hello. your attention hello yeah i this was my favorite the dominant red was my favorite of the whole flight that i had okay yeah. so this is another one of those where i went you just went by jumping in dominant red so now back to me yes back to you okay um the last beer that or no uh the next beer in my list is the downtown julie brown i uh, love that name yeah this is their brown ale because she does 90s on 9 on that serious satellite radio. Yes. It's great. British well, accents. Better than ours. Yes. <laughs> and uh, th- this one clocks in at 5.5% ABV. Mm. And this is a slightly cloudy brown ale, which gives you a hoppy finish. But it had, what I thought was interesting was kind of a, a little twinge of tartness at the beginning which I thought was very different and overall a very light body. Um, I would say this was one of my favorites that we tried, but not my favorite. I think I'm with you. The dominant red was probably my favorite for everything. But yeah, yeah, I I like a good brown ale and nut brown. Um, This absolutely would be, again, great if you had a plate of chips, something, uh, you know, nice and... Salty. salty yeah this would pair great with something salty yeah so yeah your turn well the one i had would pair with something very salty as well this last one that i had in my flight of four mm-hmm. the camper van blonde ah the camper van blonde which was six percent abv mm-hmm. and it was a darker golden yellow so this is a blonde ale mm-hmm. a okay. blonde ale and it was just, you know, how some of them are like really super light, almost like that crayon yellow. Mm-hmm. But this was a more golden. Would you say, to borrow the phrase from our, our friends over at Women Drinking Beer podcast, Belle's Dress? Yeah. Okay. I would. And maybe even a little darker. But it, it looked great. It was hoppy on the finish. Not hoppy up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, lighter carbonation, a golden color. It um, it was a nice blonde ale. Not real heavy. Not real heavy. 
Good. And I mean, like you, like you said about a couple of the offerings that we've talked about, I mean, you define something sessionable as what? Four, five? Usually, you know, I think a lot of breweries talk about their session IPAs or their sessionable beers being under 5% ABV. Yeah. When you get when you get over 4.7, you know, that's when you start going, okay, you know, no more than two at a sitting, at least for mm, me. Yeah. Um, so. You know, and, and when you start really climbing into some of these craft beers that are doing, you know, eight, nine, ten. Right. You know, I always go with the short pour and just, yeah. you know, take our time and, yeah. and again that's that's the whole reason why ride shares mm-hmm. are you know really a, a, an assumed part of your evening if you're going out to a, a local brewery and so. what i liked when we visited the area is that this was in walking distance from our hotel the yes. ac marriott there yes that was it it's nice oh very because then you could walk there and then you could have a couple and not worry about having to drive. And, and all the places we've talked about um, about our trip there were walking distance or no more than a five-minute ride. Oh, like Pints and Pixels. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's your blonde that capped yes, off your flight. that does. And I capped off my flight, of all things, with an IPA. Why did you do that? Um, you know, I... <laughs> What I always try to do is say, what are you known for when we go to a particular brewery? You know, what's your your flagship beer? We try to squeeze one of those in if at all possible. Um, And this was one that is front and center there. And it was their Hop Bus IPA, their India Pale Ale, 7.2% ABV. So it's the highest gravity beer of the group that I tried. this is a, a a New England style IPA, a little bit cloudy. Um, I believe that it uses uh, Citra, Simcoe, uh, maybe some Amarillo or Mosaic hops as well. It's I'm not a huge IPA fan, but I am developing my palate, and I'm starting to like especially the cloudier uh, New England style IPAs more, especially when I see citra hops. Citra hops I is find where it's that, at. I find that citra hops and galaxy hops, when I see those in the list, I'm okay. more um, I'm more willing to try them. I more think, inclined. It, because the those flavors, while they, yes, they are bitter, they give you that bitter in the back of the throat, they tend to give you more like a grapefruit. Like that acid. Um, yeah, the citrusy Citrus smell acid. and taste. And it's it's not as piney. I, th- I think that's the part of IPAs yeah. I don't like is the piney aspects of it. Yeah. Some people do. Great. I just, I tend to go more for the citrus. Well, that's how I feel about mint chocolate. Yuck. Yeah. Mint on its own, Fine. Chocolate, chocolate on its own? own, fine. Yeah, you're not Mid a fan. Chocolate, no. <laughs> so yeah, so I can relate for sure. So. All of this we had, plus they had beer, cheese, and chips. Yeah, nacho chips. They didn't have a big menu as far as food goes. No, I think they had a couple of things that yeah. you could get for snacking. Yeah, but yeah, they made their own beer cheese there. 
Yes, and surprisingly, like your last was the Hot Bus IPA. Mm-hmm. They made this with the Big Spring IPA. Which we, I don't think, uh, I you didn't know, have and you I didn't, didn't have. We didn't have it, but I had the Camper Van Blonde, and they make it with not only that Big Spring IPA, but with the Camper Van Blonde as well. Okay, so their beer cheese their has cheese. has both Camper Van Blonde and the Two Big Spring. Two different original brews in their beer cheese. Okay, I believe it. Um, and cheddar. This was a beer cheese that they were literally making in small batches in crock pots. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's a fr- it's fresh made. It's there. I mean, it was very much a neighborhood feel in there. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's ladling out the beer cheese into the container. And by the way, <laughs> the presentation was hysterical. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the picture now. Because the chips are not the star of the show. The chips are store-bought uh, Nacho. round tortilla chips, chips like you would get. But they serve it in the movie theater plastic, plastic container. That Nacho's has, thing. That has the little well for the beer cheese to go into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, it, it's one of those things where it's more a little bit of nostalgia or a of little course. bit of, you know, just kind of fun presentation. Yeah. But the beer cheese flavor oh. was fantastic. Spot on. I mean, like, I'm sure the IPA gave it a little bit of bitter, hoppy notes and that creamy cheddar and then the the blonde, the, the camper van blonde was just... I mean, it, it gave that kind of amber ale flavor to bring it all together. Yeah, the the big spring clocks in at seven six point seven ABV. Um, the mm. camp camper van blonde you said was was mm. or did you say six. six? So I mean, you know, they're they're making it with some pretty pretty powerful flavor profiled beers. Yes, and. It was fantastic. We we ate one and we're like, man, I could get yes. another one, but we knew we were going somewhere else, so we we controlled ourselves. Well, I really wanted it, <laughs> but again, the the fact that they're making it fresh, it's yummy. There every in small day, batches, in small batches, it's so good. So, if you're finding yourself in the area there in Huntsville, Alabama, yeah, in the downtown area by that awesome park, show some love. Head over to Green Bus Brewing and meet some of the locals. Grab some delicious beers. Dog friendly too. Oh, there, there were, were dogs there. Were dogs there. In it was the, great. Inside. Yes. And uh, yeah, you know, just have a, a great time hanging out with cool people. Yeah. Drinking delicious beers and having yeah. some amazing beer cheese. Great atmosphere. Great beer. Great beer cheese. Definitely go there. I'm so happy we flashed back to Green Bus Brewing. Yes, and we will link to them in our show notes. And they're a part of Huntsville's own craft beer trail. So if you grab one of the craft beer trail maps and yeah. your, or passports, they're one of the places to stop to get your stamp. Mm-hmm. Absolutely worth heading over there. Yeah, even if you're not doing the entire ale trail still. The staff's great. The place is great. The food and beer is great. Just go. I'm glad we flashed back. So for this little quick bite, number 75, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. Don't forget to visit our website, runeatdrink.net, or shout us out on social media. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Run Eat Drink Pod on Twitter. We'll talk to you 
soon. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.